Welcome, welcome, welcome to the QC Hornet's Nest, a podcast powered by the Charlotte Observer. I'm your host and resident beat writer, Rod Boone. And each week, for the latest buzz, news, and nuggets on the Charlotte Hornets. I'm telling you stories other shows won't and giving you inside access other shows can't. This week, I'm joined by Terry Rozier. We discuss how he settled in so far during his years in Charlotte. The Godfather, as he calls him, Rick Pitino, and how he's influenced his life and continues to. And what's up with Miles Bridges' rapping skills? What do you think about those? We'll discuss all that and more. So are you ready? Okay, let's go. Let's get it. Wow. So since we last spoke, you know, a lot has happened, as always, with the Hornets. It seems like they're either up or either down or either both. But this last stretch, they've been playing really well. Um, you got to give them credit for going into New York on MLK Junior Day, which is one of those days where the Knicks play every year. And then going into matinee and not have the mellow ball. Uh, be available for the first quarter and actually Melo didn't play, as we know, to still go out there and control that game for the entire time and watch Miles Bridges drop 38 points, a career high, was an incredible game to be a part of, to see the Hornets just quiet the garden. So to me, that kind of just shows you the type of team that they are. They not only were able to go into the garden and beat the Knicks, but they also were able to go into the other garden, the TV garden in Boston, and do the same thing and beat the Celtics on national TV, which was an impressive victory because not only did it break a nine game losing streak in that building for the Hornets, but for the way they were able to control the game in the second half, especially. And then when the Celtics made a couple of different runs and finally got within six points, the Hornets made huge plays to still pull that ball game out and still emerge the victory and go two for two on a road trip that was, from their perspective, fantastic. So it's important for them to kind of keep the momentum going, as we know, which for this team, sometimes it's hard to do. At some point, it seems like they have a little bit of a slip up, whether it's against Orlando or games against Phoenix or something like that. They can't seem to kind of get together. The game in D.C. a few weeks back is a game they point to as one of those games where it clicked for them and said, if we don't play a certain way, we're not gonna be able to emerge victorious in these games that we're playing. And since then, a light bulb has come off a little bit and they've had these games where they're playing really, really well and they're sharing the ball and they're finding ways to not allow teams to just go through them as much on defense, which has been one of the Hornets' main issues as we know. They can score with the best of them. It's almost anybody can, can any team in the league, it, it's hard to kind of keep up with the Hornets pace at times, but it's also a lot sometimes easier scoring it. And when you fix that defense and the leaks there and able to kind of short things up, that's when the Hornets are going to kind of rise up as a team and be able to go to a next level. And whether it's, you know, maybe going out there and find another player somewhere else, or just continue to just find different creative avenues to not only just disguise things potentially and mixed up different coverages with the zone and et cetera, but you have to also have your players out there wanting to play defense, showing that they care and just taking that same mentality and applying it each game. And that's one thing that Kelly Oubre said when I talked to him up in Boston, he mentioned that when he was away watching the team on defense and how they were playing much better 
and how they were able to go out there and just playing for each other, sharing the ball. Those are the kind of um, situations. And that's the way the Hornets have to play to be able to be effective and be a good team. And they're doing that. So for them, it's more important to keep it going because that's been their Achilles heel is consistency. They haven't been able to kind of maintain a straight level of playing the same rate, the same capacity, that same intensity each game. And that's kind of cost them. So once they figure out as a young team, they can do that, then they'll be better off. They're right there in the Eastern Conference standings, right around that seven spot. They've been there pretty much all season. And, you know, Cleveland is ahead of them. And, you know, they've beaten teams ahead of them so far in Philadelphia. You know, you know, Philly's right there, we know, and Milwaukee's right there as well. And Brooklyn's up there top as well. So the Hornets have shown that they can play with any team, not just in the Eastern Conference, but really in the league. The young core has to continue to develop at the right pace and just realize their mistakes and just not compound them by doing them again. Being able to gain this experience right now is important for these guys. And you can see they're just gaining a little more confidence with each victory, with each, you know, they're breaking down barriers in some of these games and some of these opponents they're playing where they haven't won in X, Y, Z places in so much of time. So they've been doing a really good job with that. And it's important for them to kind of keep it going. And we'll see if that happens over the next little bit of a stretch here. All right, once again, it's time for our mailbag. And thank you guys for submitting your questions as usual and being interactive with us. I really appreciate that. That's a big part of our show. Thank you guys for wanting to get my thoughts on certain subjects. And this week, a lot of questions still revolve around a trade deadline. So I get a couple of those. And one is from at WillAutry1989 on Twitter. The question is, do we make a move or stand pat with the continuity of this team starting to come together? I believe, as I've been saying for a while now, that the Hornets probably will make a move, but only if it's the right move in Mitch Kupchak's eyes. Mitch Kupchak is not the guy we've seen. He's methodical. He's not going to go out there and just get rid of assets just for the sake of making a trade to be you know, splashy, look like the Hornets are doing something. If he's going to make a move, it's going to be to improve the team and also not compromise their long-term ability to still grow with, you know, young players and draft picks. That kind of capital for the Hornets, them being a small market team, is still very valuable. I don't see Kupchak just saying, here, here's, here's these different uh, assets that you want for me to be able to get player X. And maybe the player X only helps them get a one, another win or two in the playoffs. If they're going to make a move, it's going to be for somebody that's actually going to help them decide and maybe be around for potentially beyond this year. In that regard, I think that if it's the right move, that they'll do it. But again, only if it's the right move, and only if Mitch Kupchak feels like the player that he's getting is going to be able to still help them out beyond this season. So once again, thanks again for the questions. I really appreciate you guys. Send them in to us. They get better each and each week. So thank you very much for being a part of this show. Uh, all right, here my guy, Terry Rozier, man. Thanks for joining me, sir. Appreciate it. Um, first, man, just your season overall. We've talked a little bit about it, um, but can you just explain what's it been like for you to kind of just, I guess, find your rhythm um, from beginning to where you are right now? 
Well, I mean, I feel like I'm a guy that don't, you know, don't make no excuses. I'm a guy that's going to take all the weight and put it on me, uh, even if I know if something's bothering me and stuff like that. And with that being said, I just feel like when I came back, I was, you know, I was rushing. I was rushing to be out there with those guys. I wasn't 100 percent. And, you know, like I said, I, I would never make an excuse, you know, try to use that as a complaint. Why, why, why I might have been struggling early because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm not perfect. I'm mm-hmm. going to struggle. That's just what it is. But I had a lot of games, consecutive games, where I was just struggling. So my mind wasn't right. The confidence wasn't there. And, you know, it was just – I feel like it was just due to injury. And, you know, I was just working to get myself all the way back right while, while my coaches and my teammates still believing in me and trusting in me to be who I am. Uh, it just means a lot to, to have that growth to be where I am now. Uh, just coming a long way in the season. And I still, you know, I feel like I got a long way to go. We got a long way to go, and I, I don't want to exceed that. Yeah, you're in a good rhythm right now. What's it about um, your game that just you're touching a good flow? Is it just you're feeling your shot? Is just more about just getting into the rhythm of, of the season? How would you say you're playing right now? I feel like just preparation, man. Just really preparing myself to really shut down all the outside stuff. And when it's game time, I'm just, you know, fully locked in, and, um, you know, just feel like I got to give my give it give my all to 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 the basketball for 48 minutes, and my best way of doing that is just preparing and make sure my mind is fully clear going into the game. And I've been doing that, and I've been feeling real good about myself. So the results is is is, is showing. Can you explain what's it like to be growing um, with your backcourt mate Lamelo, and just how you guys had that synergy now a little bit more than you did even uh, I guess a year ago this time? Uh, yeah, it's huge. It's huge it's for us to get important wins, big wins down the stretch, but. You know, for him to hit a big shot, for, for me to hit a big shot, for him to make a big play, for me to make a big play. You know, it's huge for our team. It's huge for our group. You know, just to see how far we've grown together and on the court and off the court. But, you know, I, I, I enjoy playing with him so much. And, you know, we're just going out there having fun. Like I tell a lot of people, we go out there like we, we go into the park. We, we treat it no different. And, uh, you know, all best is off when we out there. Um, I know sometimes you can't really look back on your journey because you're in it right now. But when you knowing where you came from, knowing you're, you know, what you're going through to get to this point, um, knowing um, just how people doubted you to even think that you would be the player you are, even in the trade when you came in for Kemba. Just can you explain your journey and just what it's like to kind of be at this point in your life right now? Uh, man, it's huge. It's huge. I'm big on staying true. A person that stay true to myself. Uh, you know, I'm big on not really worried about how people feel about me, whether it's good or great. I'm not. I'm. I'm never as good as as people say I am. I'm never as bad as people say I am. So I try to stick with that. I try to look myself in the mirror every morning and, and be truthful to who I am. So with that being said, uh, you know, you hear a lot of a lot of the bullshit. Uh, me getting traded and all that stuff. You know, not them not wanting to let go of Kim and I understand shit. Kimba is who he is, mm-hmm. and I, I would never disrespect that. A lot of stuff he did for this organization and everything, and I just wanted to make it clear when it happened, like, I'm just not Kimba. We just, you're just looking at two different guys and bring two different things, and, you know, and I wasn't trying to disrespect that, but you just, just try to let them know it, and, and I'm sure they was going to see it for themselves. Now, if I fast forward to now, I feel like the fans appreciate me a little bit more mm-hmm. than what they expected, and, you know, I just want to uh, keep that up. And, you know, bring my intensity, bring who I am to this city and, you know, not lose that. One guy who was, you know, in your corner was Rick Pitino. Um, I know I saw you, I guess, uh, had time in the Matthew game against Orlando. He mentioned on Twitter he's watched a lot of Hornets games. Can you explain just 
what he's meant to you and, and just having him in your corner and, and whenever you guys talk, what, is, what that's like? Uh, he's, like the, he's like the godfather, man. It's, it's the best way I can explain it. I got so much respect for that guy. He was like the closest thing to my father without a father. Uh, my father been locked up mostly my life, all my life. So, you know, it's just that respect level that I got for him, you know, and his best interests at, at heart. If it's something I'm, I need help with, something I, I want to know, I want to find out, uh, you know, I want to get somebody input on. He's, he's, he's one of the main guys. So me making this decision to come here and everything definitely reached out. He was, he was involved with all this stuff. He was on top of it. He knew everything that was going on. So, you know, he definitely helped me make my position. I mean, helped me pick here and, and you know, help me get through this. So, He's always that's 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 the type of person he is for me. That's the type of person he is overall. So you know, that's a guy that I respect. So I don't think we're gonna ever lose our relationship that we got with each other. All right, man. Now let's do some fun stuff here. Uh, you, Miles, obviously do your little thing, man. When you guys are on the microphone, who would you say is a better rapper, you or him? Uh, I say him. Why I is that? I give it to MB because uh, I think he got a lot of that Detroit in him, and he got a lot of confidence in him, and he rap with a lot of you know professional rappers that, you know, that's actually be out there in Detroit. But uh, I know I'm I know I'm fired, so when I drop, it's, it's, I've been saying I'm going to drop for a long time, but when I drop, when I'm actually comfortable to drop, people going to see. Is that but part he of, definitely, he's the best He's the best rapper in the league, for sure. Is that part of it, too? You mentioned getting comfortable and dropping when you want to drop. Is that something where you got to make sure you're comfortable in your own skin, meaning, like, your game is where you want to be and stuff like that? Because, obviously, as an athlete, you want to focus on basketball first. So mm-hmm. you got to make sure, I guess, that's that's your main focus, right? Yeah. No, no, definitely, definitely. But it's just that we got so much time on our hands, studio in the crib, we might as well, you know, mess around with it, have some fun. But it's all about finding your sound and stuff like that. You be in the studio, you get the reps up a lot, you find your sound. I feel like it's over. What do you enjoy doing most beside that, outside of the basketball court? Game. Uh, I say shopping. Uh, let it shop, looking for clothes. Shit. Man, I just let it chill. Really, I'm a homebody. Uh, I don't really. Yeah, just a homebody. I like chilling, looking for clothes, shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cars-wise, man, what's your favorite car? And is there one out there that you have your eyes on that you want to get, you know, maybe at some point one day? Uh, I was never really a car guy. I guess we could blame because my dad been locked up, so I ain't had nobody ready to go over cars with and stuff like that. I never really paid attention to cars, but uh, I love all these. I love all the Audis that I get. I love all, all my whips that I have, my, uh, my, 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 my custom Jeep, my, my G-Wagon, my custom G-Wagon, my Sprinters. But, uh, I think I want GLS, uh, like a Bentley truck or something like that. Some, <laughs> some, some Super Bowl. You feel me? Now you got Melo got that Lambo man, and I think Kelly has something similar man. Like yeah. which one is they the, different? Yeah, just different. That's what, <laughs> I can't go that way. I got a lot of old schools too. I'm really an old school guy. I'm gonna I'm pull in here with an old school in the next week or two. Let them know I'm really. Oh, for I real? Got the old, yeah, I got the old school. Yeah, you got something for him? I got something. I guess just last thing, man. Tell me, um, you know, you're obviously very comfortable here in Charlotte, man. Just how much do you enjoy living here, and how much different is maybe the city than maybe you thought it was when you first got here? Um, to be honest, when I first got here, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I'm focused on the basketball. My mind going through a whirlwind. Uh, excited to be here, anxious, nervous, all that. And the last thing on my mind is how the city actually is. 
But once you, you get here, once you be here, once you enjoy the weather, once you see the people, how nice it is, they let you chill. They don't do too much. Uh, this shit lovely. Mm-hmm. I love it. I ain't going to lie. I love it. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to, you know, to keep getting better in this city and, and you know, win over the fans as the time go. Because, you know, this is, this, this is a place that, you know, I don't see me leaving no time soon. And do you think other players around the league are kind of maybe feeling Charlotte a little bit differently because it's not one of those big destinations previously, but now you think that you guys are getting better, you being here, Melo being here, Gordon being here, Kelly, that maybe you guys can have people come here and want to be a part of this thing? Oh, yeah. I know people already want to come here and, and be, in start, be a part of this for the last since last year. They see what he was doing, you know. Uh, of course, Adam Mello helps. He's the mm-hmm. boxer. He's the guy that, you know, bring the t- sell the tickets and got the name for us and stuff like that. Then we just got a lot of guys, you know, that's just crazy out there on the court. You got KO. You got Miles with all the dunks and stuff like that, flying. You got me who want to be fancy out there a little bit. And you got Mello, you know, with the, the, between the legs, oop. So, and then it's just a lot of guys that, you know, just want to win, play hard, and, and, and can get fancy too when they feel in themselves. You got Gordon that scored 40 balls. Stuff like that. So it's just, it's, it's, it's fun, man. We're having a lot of fun. Well, I guess last thing you mentioned, your slick moves, man. The, the dribbling stuff, bro. Like, the dribbling moves you got when you got there and the one you had in D.C. Like, where did you get that from and how's that part of your game now? Because it seemed like you're incorporating but doing it in a good way where it's not trying to, like, embarrass anybody to be fancy, but it actually is is a part of your game. Yeah, it's, it's the best way to play from, from the park. I'm just saying that. Really from, really from the park where you go, you wake up and – you really you you have nothing. Your grandma drive you to the park, and then you got the whole day. I got a basketball. And I got the whole day, just you know, just to hoop. Mm-hmm. And whether I go hoop outside, whether I go hoop in the building, whether I go chill for a little bit, go back to hooping. I got my ball in my hand, so that's just that just come with that. You know, free lunch at the recreation, back to hooping. Like that's that's where I come from, and that's just all what it always been. And you know, I'm a park boy, so that comes with handles, having handles. So many thanks to Terry Rozier for joining me and being so candid as he can do. Um, very appreciated and I'm very thankful and grateful for him to give me a few minutes of his time. Hopefully you guys got a little bit out of that interview and um, him revealing a couple of different things about how he's feeling about certain situations. So many thanks to Terry for that. Uh, all right, now I look ahead. I mean, the Hornets going into the weekend with their game on Friday against Oklahoma City and then Sunday against Atlanta. You know, they went seventh place in the Eastern Conference, still kind of right where they've been pretty much all year, it seems like, despite them having one of their best seasons, um, you know, recent memory. The Eastern Conference, as we know, is a little bit tougher this year. So the, the Hornets going to have to be able to find ways to keep it going as they get ready to kind of move here toward the All-Star break and a lot of these home games they have coming up over the next month and change. So with this homestand, the two-game homestand they have to at least split to those games, you know, get one and one at minimum, it's probably what you at least want to do that way. Going to a tough game in Toronto, uh, your first, you know, trip to Toronto across the border up there, Toronto's playing well. They're kind of right there in the mix too for like the 9-10 spot in the East at the moment. So they're a team that's two games and change behind the Hornets going to the weekend. So you want to make sure that you're kind of playing well going to that game. Then you have to go to Indianapolis after that, a back-to-back to – you know, find some rhythm and everything, but, you know, the patients are down. So you hope that that's kind of a game that you kind of can go on there and snatch away from it a little bit. So after that, it's 
back to home once again. And again, having to protect home court. That's one thing they're going to have to do a lot over the next two months here is with these home games is make sure that they're taking care of business. And you know, the Lakers and Clippers coming up next weekend, um, you know, Friday and Sunday, those are obviously two very tough games. And one of them will be with Malik Monk. And we know he's going to be excited to come back to Charlotte and show what he can do and what he's been playing for the Lakers and how they, he, the Hornets, he want to make them probably feel like they made a mistake in letting them go. So that's not going to be an easy game for him. And then you have the Clippers coming into town also during the weekend. So the Hornets finish this month out with a couple of very tough games before they go into to February. It's going to be important that they kind of take care of business, especially at home again with all these home games that they have coming up where they've been very, very strong at home so far. All right, now time for our random factoid. And we got to look at some free throw percentage here and specifically for Mason Plumley. And it hasn't been a good season so far for Mason Plumley to be an understatement, um, as we know. He's shooting 35% from the free throw line this season, 35.9 to be exact. And of the 78 free throws he's taken this season, He's missed 50 of them. He's only hit 28 of 78 free throws. And that's actually, you know, he's, he's his career percentage is around 57%, somewhere around there, career free throw percentage shoot, shooting-wise. But this year, 35.9 is obviously a, a rough number. So it's going to have to be able to find a way to get that up soon, or it could be one of those things that's not going to be very good for Hornets when they're looking at situations of, late game play where um, coaches might try to do the hack-a-shack mentality. So that's some pretty rough numbers, 35.9% and missing 50 of 78 free throws. So we'll see if that can be improved going to the second half of the season. So once again, thanks to Terry Rozier for joining me this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of the QC Hornets Nest. I'm Rod Boone. For more Hornets content, check out charlotteobserver.com. And for a special sub offer, Click the link in my stories where it says support my work with a digital subscription. All right. Until next time, we out.